0: Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 134 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking about building an engaged email list with a quiz with Isai Arasi. Isai is joining us today to talk through why quiz funnels are such an effective tool for building your email list. She walks us through choosing an idea for your quiz, planning and writing the questions and results, and what comes after someone submits. She also shares her recommendations on quiz software and how to build a quiz that brings the right people into your funnels. Isai was an experiential learning specialist who spent 12 years researching and creating frameworks for helping people change their behavior. Since 2016, she has been using her expertise in helping introverted copywriters create and sell productized services, courses, and high-touch masterminds. One of the ways she does this is by creating quiz funnels that build highly engaged and qualified email subscribers. This episode goes into so much detail and she has graciously created a workbook that you can download. You can find the links for that in the show notes to help you take notes and make sure you don't miss anything through this episode. And then you can take this and take action for your business. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the shows and helps us bring on more amazing guests. Hi, Isai. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Samantha.
1: I'm really excited.
0: I read your bio at the beginning of the show, but I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit more about who you are and how you got started in your business. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: So I come with a background of almost, I think, around 13 years in corporate training, specializing in experiential learning. So essentially, I've spent over a decade trying to answer these three questions. Number one, how do we get people, help people change their behavior? Um, Number two, how do we make that change last? How do we make the change stick? And number three, how do we do this at scale, right? Instead of having to do it one-on-one or one as to few, how do we do it at scale? So that, um, when I actually decided to start my own business, I realized that lends beautifully into marketing as well, right? And online course creation, like essentially marketing, Ethical, effective marketing is when we provide value even before people start buying from us, right? We provide value in the way that we market our services, in the way we market our products. And because people recognize that value and that makes a difference in their life, they want to continue the journey with us and they decide to buy um, buy from us. They decide to hire us uh, for our services, Right. So the way that I started was I wanted to start my own training company. So I started learning about digital marketing. How do I grow my email list? Um, how do I do social media? How do I how do I talk about my services? How do I figure out the tech? And then I started enrolling in courses, AB Portofield's List Builder Society and the Quiz Funnel Masterclass. And once I did all of that and I started implementing it in my own business, I quickly started seeing results. And the other people who the friends I made in these courses, they asked me like, okay, so can you actually build that out for me in my business, mm-hmm. right? Because I really took to tech instantly. So then when I started doing that, I realized I loved that a lot more than I actually did training, because training is amazing. It was it was it was incredible. I got I got to work with people one on one, but. The problem solving uh, that comes with tech, the the joy of putting together a tech stack and seeing this really beautifully working together, that gave me incredible joy. And it's a lot more profitable because uh, it is very, very, uh, especially as you grow and as you scale, the tech that's required often gets very, very tricky. And that's essentially where I live. So I made a major pivot in my business and I haven't looked back since. It's, It's been an incredible journey. And it's one of the reasons I love quiz funnels very much because they differ very, very drastically from regular funnels, which tend to be linear. Whereas quiz funnels have a lot of uh, different complicated paths to them, which while on surface might look easy, it actually can be quite tricky to implement. Which is why when I set up a quiz funnel, a big part of what I do is also test every path in the quiz to make sure it's being delivered properly.
0: Awesome. I love that you really found something you love to do, which a lot of people don't want to do. A lot of people don't want to do the tech and you found the joy in that and serve people in that way. I think that's awesome. Thank you. All right. So as you mentioned, we're talking about quiz funnels today and I'm excited for this topic because I think it's something we know works. We see working for other people, but we're just not sure how to do it. It's a lot of moving pieces so let's start about talking about why there's such an effective tool for building an email list. Okay.
1: Uh, so let me ask you this question. Uh, if I asked you to run every day for six hours, would you would you enjoy that? Would you want to do that? No. Right? Uh, so... Take something, like take anything else. If I asked you to sit and play chess for six hours, you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't want to do that, right? But there are people who do uh, certain tasks, we do it for hours and hours. And there are probably things in your life that you do, and you could just lose yourself doing those tasks without realizing how much time has gone by. For me, sometimes it's gaming, sometimes it's it's going for a walk, sometimes it's, uh, it's sitting and figuring out a tech solution, right? I could lose hours in that. So... The kind of mistake we make is we think that we need to make things simple for people, right? If I want people to get on my email list, I need to simplify my process. I need to simplify my message, right? I need to make it really simple for people to take action, right? But even more than making it simple, you, you often realize that there are a lot of simple tasks that we don't do because they're boring, right? Look at how many things, like how many apps. How many times have we sent in invoices late? How many times have we um, have we not sorted through our inbox? It's simple, we can do it, but it's so boring that we don't want to do it, right? So it's not about keeping things simple. So if you look at, um, if, if you've heard of this theory called um, flow, um, and I, I will send you the link, we can put it in the show notes so people can actually check this book out. It talks about people do not want People do not want things to be simple. People want to be in a flow state. A flow state is where you have enough challenge. So the task is rewarding. The task feels meaningful and you feel feel a sense of accomplishment in doing it. But it is not so difficult that you feel feel that it's overwhelming or you feel anxious and you want it to stop. Right. So the challenge is in keeping your call to actions within that flow state. People love being in a flow state. Remember the last time you actually sat down and created a bunch of content, it just flowed and you were on fire and you did that and you felt so good, right? Now, if you create flow for your audience, You're going to make a huge difference, not only in their lives, but in the way your list grows, because that's the kind of energy that people would not feel in other places where other people are still trying to make things easy for them. They will flock to you because you are uh, keeping them in a flow state. So essentially, that's what a quiz funnel does as compared to other lead magnets, be it a PDF or an audio. All of that leads to a passive consumption. Right. I download a PDF but I probably don't even open it. Maybe I open it the day I downloaded it, but it just dies in my inbox, right? All of us have that. We have like, yep. like 50 lead magnets that we have in our inbox and we never look at it again and we forget about the person whose email list we join. And then we open a random email thing. Who is this person and why am I getting their emails, right? Because it leads to passive consumption and people don't want to do that. Whereas quizzes are very, very active consumption. So the moment they are taking their quiz, they are repeatedly taking action with you, right? So that is the first part of why it's so effective. That from the get-go, people get accustomed to taking actions with you. So they associate you with somebody who can not only gets you to do uh, gets you to do things, but also gives you results, right? So they feel like okay, she's the she's the person for me because. Look at that, just 10 minutes and I've already gotten so much value from you, right? So that is one part of it. The second part of why quiz funnels are such an effective list builder is it's very, very hard for people to resist quizzes. Because people like knowing about themselves, right? Look at that like BuzzFeed uh, quizzes, like which, what type of friends character are you? Which type of office character are you? And who, what type of a Disney princess are you? I mean, we've taken idiotic uh, quizzes that have, they are completely meaningless. Like what type of vegetables are you? We've taken that because we want to know because it's about me. And I love knowing more about me. And I love talking about me. Right? So it's that curiosity. People like knowing about themselves. People like uh, people like talking about themselves. So it's an extension of that. So it, it's hard to resist, especially, and we will get into more detail about this uh, in this podcast, is when you give them the right headline, and we hit the right topic for the quiz, it can actually become irresistible for your target audience. It would be impossible for them to not click and know that because why would I not do that, right? That's why quiz funnels are like hands down the best lead magnet for, for list building. Awesome.
0: I think that's so true. We've all taken those quizzes. We know so many people that have, I mean, it started back in magazines when you were tearing them out and filling out quizzes there. So it's just an extension of that. You mentioned that what what we need to do is figure out like that perfect idea for our target client. So let's start there. How do we decide on what that is? How do we really bring in our target market through a quiz idea? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's an excellent question because, that part, that is what either makes or breaks your quiz funnel. Are people clicking onto your quiz? Is that is that impactful enough, exciting enough for people who want to click through? So there are a few, um, few ways that I suggest for my clients for where they look for these quiz titles, like right? the quiz uh, idea or the quiz promise, however you want to call it. So the first one is th- think about what is it that your ideal audience would want to know That will lead really, really perfectly into your product. So a couple of people who do this really well, number one is Amy Porofield. She has a quiz that's called what type of course should you create, right? It's a fantastic quiz. You take it and it's irresistible. If you're thinking about creating a course, you want to know because number one, you want to know what type of course you should create. And number two, you didn't know that there are multiple types of quizzes, Right. So you want to know that as well. And I was very excited when I took that quiz because it immediately told me I should create a workshop quiz. But I was very new in my business and I realized, oh, yeah, workshop quizzes are much easier to set up. It makes a lot of sense for me. So obviously, that's what I should set up. Right. Uh, the second person who does this really well is Jordan Gill from System Safety. She has a quiz called What Type of VIP Day Should You Create? Right. And again, VIP days are something I've been I had been considering for a while. And that quiz was irresistible to me. Like, yeah, I want to know what type of VIP day I should create. And when I took that quiz, it told me that I should I have I have tech VIP days, which means the client does not have to spend time with me. So it's not done with you. That's the way I set up quiz funnels, right? So when if you have your quiz created, the way I implemented it, implemented works in a day. So in 24 hours, your quiz is set up and implemented. And that that really helps me stand out because often tech implementation can take weeks, if not months, right? Um, Another person like Salma Sheriff is a website designer who has a fantastic uh, VIP day on websites. Her core product is website in a day. Imagine a service provider who can just give you your entire tech in just one day, right? So this uh, Jordan Gill's and Amy's quizzes they're fantastic because they tell you, uh, they solve a pain point for me. But on top of that, they lead perfectly into their product. So once i figure figured out what type of course I, I need to create, the next logical step is to buy the course from Amy so she can teach me how to build that course. Once I know what type of VIP day I should create, the next step is to join uh, John Gill's um, VIP uh, signature course and learn how to implement this, right? So the first uh, process, the first way to figure out what is the ideal quiz uh, promise or a quiz headline that I need to create is to think about what is it that my audience would want to know? That was the first step to them signing up for my course. So uh, one of that could be, let's say you're a social media manager, a great way to ask is where are your ideal audience? Which social media platform are your ideal audience hanging out in? right? If you're a funnel designer, you could talk about where in your funnel are you losing leads? Are you Where is your funnel leaking, right? That's a fantastic thing if you're a funnel designer, right? So you could talk about, um, or, or if you're an email strategist, what type of newsletters should you send your subscribers, right? right. So all of these are, are about your solutions and your service, which is what the quiz will help them figure out, okay, this is what I want and the thing. And if you think about it, all of these are questions you probably ask in your discovery call to suggest to your client that this is what we should create for you anyway, right? Imagine people come into your discovery call having taken the quiz and having knowledge about your framework and your process, and they know exactly what they want, how much easier that call is going to be, right? And we will get into that later in the podcast in detail about what to do after the quiz. We will get go much deeper into how to how to build on that momentum. Of them having taken that course and how that leads into a beautiful discovery call um, or a sales uh, sales funnel so we will talk we'll talk about that a little bit later but let's talk about the second uh, type of quiz uh, that you could create a quiz headline that you could create the second type is where you want to segment your audience let's say for instance as a social media manager um, i want to talk about People who are who would hire me for social uh, for managing their social platforms but there are people who would be at different levels somebody who's like i don't want i don't want anything to do with it just completely take it off of my plate and you do it a lot of my clients for them that's the priority they're very very good at what they do they're experts but they don't want to be involved in that content creation process in the hamster wheel they don't want to be stuck on that right so when i ask them what is your priority just take it off of my plate right? Uh, the second type of uh, clients who are like, for me, the quality and the brand voice and the quality of content is most important. I want it to be right there and reflect the best about me and my business. That's the second type. The third type could be somebody who says, for me, the most important thing is conversion. Yeah, everything else, consistency, all of that is important, but conversion is most important. So the fourth client who said consistency is what I want. So now you have these four types of clients that you serve. Right now, you can create a quiz about what is uh, what is your social media personality, right? What is your social media priority? Like, what is the most important aspect of social media for you, right? And people will take that quiz, and they will know. Okay, so this is what I want. Then this is what I need to ask the social media manager. Then you can come in with specific examples about how you deliver exactly that for them, which we will talk about later. So that is the second type. And there are many different things. Once you start to look at it from your business's perspective, you will know that what is it that people want to know that I can tell them so that logical next step is my product or my service. But a pe- lot of people do this step well, but they don't do the next step well, which is why they fail. So the step one is where you figure out what you want your quiz to be about. And step two, and again, this is make or break for your quiz, is test the quiz hook, the quiz question. Like in um, in, in, in a lot of these, um, a lot of my clients for us, when we actually decide that, okay, this is the quiz question that we really like, but we're gonna test the other three as well. And we test it like 60 to 70% of the time, it's a, it's the quiz hook that we do not expect that does really, really well. So we do not expect it, but uh, so the most important thing for you to do once you've figured out, okay, these are all the quiz questions that I want. Uh, these are all the quiz questions that I want to test is to actually test it, post it in Facebook groups, put it in your Instagram stories and poll your audience, uh, test it with your peers who are serving the exact same audience and take that result and then use that in your quiz and continue to test that quiz book. The second step is the most crucial step uh, for your quizzes, entire Quiz Funnel success. And that's what a lot of people miss. And that's very, very important
0: to do. Okay, so you're talking a little bit about questions here. So how many questions do we need to include in a quiz and how many kind of options do we lead them to? How do we, can we talk about like the kind of details of those two things? Absolutely. Uh,
1: So the thing to remember is most likely, the person who's taking this quiz is doing it on their phone, probably during their break uh, or, or, or when they should be doing something really important. But it's, it's tough. So they just picked up their phone and they're scrolling uh, social media or they're just scrolling their inbox and they come across your quiz and they're taking it. So most people will be taking it on their phone and they will be taking it when they want some quick content to consume which means you, your quiz cannot be something really elaborate. People will not complete it. You will get the quiz will get abandoned. You want it to be long enough that it's meaningful, but not so long that it becomes tedious. So what, um, what we recommend is four to seven questions depending on how heavy or how light uh, the questions are, how much they need uh, how much uh, your audience needs to think in order to answer those questions. That is ideal. And in terms of results, and because these results are your buckets, the results um, are a matter to you because you have to set up the backend, right? Right. So the more results you have, the more complicated your funnel and your backend is going to be, right? But at the the same way, the fewer results, the less meaningful the results themselves are going to be. Right. right? So you need to, uh, so I recommend three to four results but again, you could have two results and make it work. You could have five results and make it work. So I would really recommend like talk to somebody when you're deciding, talk to somebody who has made a career out of building quiz funnels and take their advice for your quiz, particularly. But three to four is optimal and it's 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 the perfect amount for you to have a really good back into uh back up your funnel. So your funnel is actually a profitable fee. All
0: right. That's awesome. I think. It might surprise people to hear like you can have a really good quiz with just four questions, but I think that's really helpful to know we're not sending people through like this really long thing. We want them to learn, but we also want them to actually complete it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you were talking about like the quiz hook and making sure those questions get people to the right place. So let's talk about how we do that, how we write those questions that get people to the right result that then you know we're going to test it later but how do we start that process okay uh so
1: what i would do then is if, even before you write that question think about what are the buckets that you're going to put people in right where are they um how, um how are you going to segment them and then think about what are the characteristics so let's let's assume that you're going to talk about what type of uh um, what let's say what type of course should you create let's let's look at that Now, then you're going to talk about, okay, what are the different types of courses people can create? So Amy has that. She has this um, spotlight course, a workshop course and a signature course. Right. So then you want to talk about what are the um, what are the qualities of somebody who needs to create a workshop course? The workshop course is typical for somebody who does not have a big list, somebody who's just starting um, and uh, they haven't probably launched quite. Quite uh, launched in a while. This is going to be the first course they launch, and they don't have a huge social following. So for them, it makes sense to launch a workshop course. So I have these characteristics mapped out, right? So then I have a few of these segments. So I have email list, I have social following, and I have launch experience, right? So then I look at uh, I look at the next segment. So a, a spotlight course. A spotlight course is also for somebody who has been teaching the process for a while but has never launched, probably has maybe, or maybe not has launched a course. They, they want to first test the waters. So they do a spotlight course, which can event, which can eventually lead to a signature course. Then you talk about, maybe it's not just launch experience. Maybe they have launch experience, could also be their experience with the subject matter having launched that course, have they taught that course? So there's another uh, another criteria that comes in. And then finally for signature course, if you look at it, all of these criteria matter as well. I've launched before, I have a huge email list or I have a big social media follower following and I have experience teaching this particular topic over and over again quite a bit. Right. So now when you actually first make your buckets and then you write down what are the different characteristics of your buckets, that's going to inform your questions quite a bit right now there are two types of um, quizzes that you could create number one is a, what people do is you can have one question uh, which only does the outcome mapping the other questions are just for gathering information so only one of the questions in the entire quiz actually leads to results right which is a very popular uh, way of doing quizzes then because it's still meaningful because that's all you need to know right you ask yourself so how big is your list Okay, if this is the list size, you should probably uh, do this. Or just ask people, have you launched before? Like maybe I've never launched or I've, I've done a couple of launches, but they weren't so great or they just went okay. Or yeah, I've launched consistently, consistently but now I want to do it properly. That's all you need to know to know whether to map this person to a workshop course or a Um, or a spotlight course or a signature course. So that's all you need to know. And you can just map that. And the other questions could be to understand your lead better and to get information about uh, how to segment that client properly. So you can serve them in the way that they would get value out of. You can do that. The other type of quiz that you could create is where um, you have uh, multiple questions that go deep into uh, how big is your email list? What is your launch experience? How comfortable are you? uh, Do you have a team? that can support you in a big launch, right? Do you have tech experience? So you ask all of these and all of the answers correlate together to give a result, right? So there are pros and cons to both of these types. The the outcome mapping quiz is simple, easy to create, and even the tech is relatively simple to set up and map as well because you're only mapping the outcomes from one question, right? The con is that often they aren't um, they aren't as satisfying as the second question is, right? The results don't feel as satisfying because obviously you can't customize it as much. Right? You're just going to map one thing, whereas the second type of quiz, it's a, it's a little bit more complicated to set up, but the answer, the result can be extremely satisfying because it will really fit me perfectly. Because you're you're taking multiple data points and you're giving me the answer, then I'm going to feel like yeah, this result was customized for me. It actually feels like that. So it again, for you to decide what type of quiz you want to create, you first look at, always look at what are your buckets and then look at what are the criteria or what are the qualities or attributes of each of those segments or your buckets and then you think about what is your capacity um are you going to be setting up the quiz funnel yourself are you going to hire it out to somebody and uh, what what type of a back end do you want to maintain right and always for quiz funnels i always recommend speaking to somebody who's done it before because even people who have just built regular funnels if they've never built a quiz funnel they might not understand um the complication and the kind of things that can go wrong in a crystal as well so this reminds me for really a really uh, a really, uh, funny story for a client of ours we set up this very very complicated scoring quiz right so she had these 16 questions and each of them had this uh, score of one to four so then we had to total all of that and depending on what was the score they had these they had these five results which had to be mapped up, and it was it was a really like my brain was on fire trying (laughs) to set that up uh, in a quiz platform because it was very intricate and very complicated because uh, if to visualize it, if you know Excel and if you have done this if-else in Excel, if you have done the if-else formula, this is a nested if. So if this is high, but it's lower than this, and it's lower than that, but higher than that, then this is the result, right? (laughs) And you have to do that for like 16 scenarios. And the formula was insane and we still did it. Um, Our promise is that we will build your quiz in in 24 hours. And we did do that. But the problem was at the end of it, no matter what we did, it kept throwing up an error. It kept throwing up a wrong, a wrong, uh, wrong results. And we couldn't figure out why. And because that's what we do as a part of our quiz funnel setup, we do very rigorous testing on every path to make sure there aren't any errors. So we kept testing and we couldn't figure out the formulas were good, the funnels were good, and everything was properly laid out. We didn't know what it was. Then we realized um, we were then, uh, the results as we were mapping them, we were using words. We were using one word to denote each result. And when we change that word on the back end, when we change the word to a number, the quiz worked perfectly. (laughs) Because for some reason, that software was not reading words properly, right? These are the kind of things somebody who builds regular funnels would not know, right? They can still learn it and build it, but it's going to take them a while because they need to go back and do all the research, go to customer service and like talk about what's happening, why is this happening and like, cry because i did <laughs> i cried the first time i tried to do this I was like why did i why did i become a quiz funnel builder? i really started questioning like my own existence like like am i am i a dumb person do i not know that but it can make you question things like that even for somebody who's been doing this for a while and we've been through all that right i've been through that i've been doing it for a year so i've been through all the painful parts so when you give it to somebody who who already builds it they'll probably know when something breaks they'll probably know what's wrong they can go fix it quickly, and which is why we can we can actually turn it around in a, in 24 hours because we know what to test, we know how to build it, and I have a team that does it, so we can do it effectively. So you have to remember that you have what what is what is my goal with that quiz? Uh, what value do I want my email subscribers to get? What is the quality I want them to feel? So this particular client she was very particular, saying I don't want my quiz to feel like fluff. Yeah. I want people to see actual value when they take that quiz. So even against our advice, she actually made it. it was a 16-question quiz, and it works for her. Right? It did work for her because she knew what her brand was, and it did work for her. And that's why we gave in when she explained it to us. It's like, fine, we'll build it for you the way you want it. And it works for her, right? So you need to t- figure out what is the value that I want to give for my clients. A- a easy hack that I would tell you is look at what your competitors are doing, And do the opposite, right? If you are (laughs) building simple quizzes, you build out like the most complicated thing. Because I'll tell you, if you make the quiz fun and if you make it interesting, people will still take it. People will still take a 16 question quiz because it's fun. And because they're in a flow state, they wouldn't even realize they're spending uh, 10, 15 minutes doing that, right? So that's 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 the process of doing it, uh, deciding what questions to ask. So once you have these attributes, then figure out how complicated do I want this to get um, and how much value do I want to give? So it's always
0: a balance between the two. Yeah, that's so helpful to know, kind of think about the different results and what brings makes those groups of people so that it's a whole lot easier to then write questions because you kind of know where they need to go where they fit instead of trying to come up with the questions and then make it fit into the people exactly when was the last time you checked to make sure your website was healthy the only way to know if your website is serving your business and working correctly is to make maintenance a regular part of your to-do list i've created a maintenance guide at slash maintenance that will help you Get a picture of how your website is performing, what's working and what isn't, and the things you can work on improving so that you can continue to show off your expertise and bring in more dream clients. Inside you'll learn why website maintenance isn't something to put off until next week, 15 tasks you should be doing on a regular basis to maintain your website, and the tasks you need to do weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly. Get the guide at lemoninthesea.com maintenance. All right, so we've talked a little bit about this, but where does our quiz lead to? Like what do those results that somebody gets back, what do we then send them to in our business? Okay,
1: perfect. Uh, So the first part of a quiz funnel, uh, what happens right after is very similar to a lead magnet, a lead funnel, right? So people sign up, they complete the quiz, they give you your email address, And you have, uh, as you would send them a lead magnet, your PDF or anything, you send them the result, right? So right at the thank you page, as the quiz ends, you tell them, hey, this is your result, but I'm going to send you a much more detailed analysis of this result in your email. So you need to go back. And the best, best way to do this is to have a video. Right, because people have people are now uh, people are. This is the page people would be most excited about reading, and they would probably scroll through and read the whole thing. Right. Yeah. So have a video on that where you are talking and you saying, "Hey, so congratulations on taking the quiz. This is your result. Uh, so now you know where you're starting, and here are your next steps." Right. So tell them go to your inbox, confirm your email address if you have if you're not already on my list. That will send you the results, and this is what your results will look like. And sort of talk about what they can expect in the email right? So the first thing, always, always like make it a big deal that because they actually completed the quest and they're getting a result, right? Make it feel meaningful because they've taken an action. They are getting a reward. Make it feel like a reward. Make it feel really meaningful that, okay, I've done this. And so they associate that every time um, I take an action with Samantha, I win, right? I get get rewarded. So that's what I want to do right so have that association with them so that is step one so this a lot of people do really well so people who take quizzes you'll immediately have you'll have a video on the thank you page or the results page you'll get an email with all of that but often where people lack is the follow up right after that right 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 after people have taken your quiz that's when they're most ready to take the next step because they've identified up they've identified a need or they've solved a like a very critical problem. They have finally have clarity on the next step. This is the perfect time to get them to take the next step. So one of the mistakes that we make at this stage is not knowing what the right call to action at this point is, right? So often people go one of the two extremes. Number one, either say, get on a call with me, right? But if they're 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 complete, they are a cold audience who have landed on your quiz and they've taken a quiz, while they are ready to take action, they might not be ready to get on a call with you right away. right? Because my time is the most valuable resource I have. right? right? Probably after money, depending on how much money you're asking for. <laughs> but uh, that's, I, I don't want to spend, I don't want to book a call to talk to a stranger just because I've taken a quiz, especially right after I've, I've just got the results. I haven't parsed through it yet. You can do that with a warm audience. You cannot do that with a cold audience, right? Another mistake we make is we sort of put them into a nurture sequence. Let me tell me about you, let me tell me about let me tell you about myself and my, my how I started my business and the story behind the brand, which is fantastic, but again, we are missing out of we, sh- we should definitely do that especially for a cold audience, but you should also give them uh, an opportunity to take the right level of action. So there are two ways that you can do this. Number one is have multiple call to actions. And I know this is not the, this is not um, what a lot of experts recommend. I know it's always said that have, um, have one call to action. Otherwise, people wouldn't take an action. That only makes sense when all the three call to actions make sense to me, right? Uh, for instance, let's say that um, I know you build websites uh, for your clients, Samantha. So let's say I'm a client who's thinking about a website and you give me these options saying, uh, do you want me to start your homepage or your about page or your uh, services page? Now that is click one of the three which do you want to build first, right? Now that, um, it makes me hesitant because I do want all three, but if I click on services space, then I don't know if I'm going to miss out on a homepage or what, right. I don't know, right? So that's, a, that's that kind of multiple call to actions you shouldn't have, but you could have potentially call to actions that say, number one, I'm ready to build my website. Just tell me how, right? Number two, um, can you give me like learn can I learn about what type of website should I build right so can I learn more about that give give them a call to action for that or just tell them that oh i wanna i wanna learn I want to write it myself i want to build the i want to first write the content before building the website here here is my low ticket offer uh like my 47 dollar uh cheat sheet on how to what elements go on your website, so you right. can write content based on that. Right. So now that makes sense because depending on where I'm, where I am in my journey for wanting a website, only one of those will make sense to me. Right. Right. So identify those call to actions for your client right after they finish the quiz. Now you know a lot more about them because you've properly segmented them through your quiz. So you can customize it for this result. So your quiz, for instance, let's say you are creating a quiz on, what type of website should you create? For somebody, it could be like a one page. You just need the home page. You don't need a fancy website. For somebody, you need a website and a blog and you need the whole thing. Maybe somebody only needs like a simple three page website like a home page, about page and services page, which is double which doubles down as their contact page, right? right. Or maybe for somebody you said you don't need a website, just build landing pages and sales pages. You don't need it right now, right? So you could potentially say that. So then I take a quiz and then you have these results page and let's say it tells me that I only need a one page website, right? So you could have multiple call to action, say if you're ready uh, that here, uh, this is the website that I can build for you. I'm ready, I want my website built, pop on a call with me here. Um, I'm not sure what, what my website should be, I don't have my branding, I don't have any of those. Here is my freebie on everything that you need to do to get your website ready. Or thing, I want to write my content, so have this, right? So that is, those are the multiple um, call to actions you, you could have, which really takes advantage of uh, their mood right after they've taken the quiz, when they're most ready to take an action with you and they have these very positive, um, uh, they have these dopamine hits because they've they've taken the quiz and they've gotten a result and they're swimming in dopamine and they actually want want to take action. That's when you hit them with these multiple contractions.
0: All right, that makes a lot of sense. I think laying it out like, okay, all of the calls to actions that you're leading people to are things that move them further towards working with you, but maybe they're in different places as far as that journey goes.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I think that's a much better way of saying what I just said now. It's, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just different stages based on where they are. You give them, uh, you give them a different call to action exactly to move them towards working with you. And another thing that I would often suggest that uh, for a lot of people, and I've felt that with my clients as well is uh, let's say as a, as a website uh, creator, you offer only the service of having, of setting up the website, right? So what I would often recommend is in your peers, find a collaborator, somebody who can also write the website copy. So you can offer a complete solution for your clients, right? You, But you can tell them you're not going to do the website copy. You can tell them that, hey, we have collaborators, hire right. us both and we will do the copy and the website. That could be one of the options in your website. Because for a client, it's like, yeah, I want to hire a website creator, but I I haven't found the right copywriter yet. Right. Right. So that's what holds people back from hiring your services quite a lot of times. So I always say collaborate because I collaborate with a lot of copywriters who actually create the quiz also, but they leave the implementation to me because they don't do tech implementations. Right. Right. So that for their clients, they're happy because they have a VIP quiz day. For instance, Alison Carpio is uh, one of my clients and she has this. Um, quiz VIP day where um, she spends a day working with you, creating your quiz, and you're done. And once you've done that, you can book a VIP day with me where I build out your quiz. So your quiz is just it's ready, like within a week, you can have everything up and running and start collecting leads. Yeah,
0: I actually really love that idea that you can send them to other people through these results because you know that's still getting them to where they need to be. And you don't have to be afraid of like, no, they just have to stay on my list and they have to stay with me and learn from me, but really find those people you can collaborate with that are going to help them because that's still serving and giving value. Exactly.
1: And when all of us do that, it really, it's just blue ocean because there is there are there is no breadth of clients. They're clients, people who need services uh, everywhere. So once we actually build that, we're going to have, um, all of us are going to grow because Our goal is to make sure our clients get the best value possible. All
0: right. So we've got our quiz all set up. We have the results delivered. Um, And we talked a little bit about kind of advanced lead scoring through these questions to to get an understanding of people. Can you talk about that just a little bit more, how we can learn more about people through the quiz that they take? Mm -hmm. Perfect.
1: So you have to, uh, so this is what I was alluding to a little bit earlier in our call. We have to start thinking about our quizzes as a discovery call. Think about what would you do during a discovery call. So you're doing two things. Number one, you're trying, you're trying to learn, you're, you're trying to learn more and more about your prospect. You're trying to learn, learn what are their pain points, you're trying to learn more about who they are and how you can serve them and all of that. And then you're going to use that in your sales process when you shift to, okay, so this is why my service is a good fit for you. You're going to use all of that, so you need to do that um, in your quizzes as well. You need the information that you collect. A lot of times, we just let it float and let it go. But instead of that, if you actually capture that, you can do incredible things um, when you start sending out emails. And I know a lot of people start out um, with ConvertKit, which is a free, uh, which has, which is free up to a thousand subscribers. But I highly, highly, especially for service providers. I highly recommend Active Campaign because there's just some mind-boggling magic you can do uh, with lead scoring in Active Campaign, which you cannot do in any other um, software currently in market except for enterprise-level software. Right? right? So Active CRM, um, Active Campaign CRM is the only non-enterprise software which does this kind of sophisticated stuff that can literally be magic for you, right? Because uh, the difference between uh, course creators and service providers is that for course creators, it's, uh, they're like Coke and Pepsi, right? They're marketing. It's like ads everywhere, content everywhere, keep attracting people because your product is always available. Right. Right, And no much, no matter how much the consumption is, you can ramp up production and just sell to everybody, right? So that's how they work. But service providers, we are not like that. We cannot, if like today, uh, if tomorrow, Samantha, you get like a hundred people come to you and say, I want a website built, you cannot serve them. No. Right? <laughs> you cannot. And we don't need a hundred people to buy from us to be profitable either, right? To be extremely profitable and to do really well. And similarly, like course creators have this, okay, this course is going to launch in September and they ramp up pre-launch and post-launch pre-launch content and all of that. But That's not how service providers, they're not like, okay, I'm ready to write sales pages, who wants some? That's not how it works, right? People decide they want sales pages and they reach us. So this is called account-based marketing uh, instead of mass marketing. So the kind of things you can do with quiz while capturing data and with lead scoring is that you can really capture all of this data, your ICA, as you have it, you can think about who are the people who buy from me, right? So you could take about in my quiz, people who answer this question generally tend to buy from me a lot. So I go back and look at who are the people who bought from me. So I would say, um, let's say for quizzes, uh, copywriters tend to buy, uh, have me build out their quizzes quite a bit. People who are not, who say tech, nope, I don't want to touch it, right? People who say that. So in my quiz, if I ask them, how comfortable are you with tech? Somebody who says, I can maintain it. I just don't want to build it myself. Right. And somebody says, nope, not my cup of tea. I don't even want to know how it works. Just build it and give it to me. Right. So people who answer the second, I know that these are the people I need to focus on more. But our email list is just this humongous, this monotonous, this huge list. And we don't know what's what. We don't know who our most qualified buyers are. We don't know who our most engaged subscribers are. There's no unless we do lead scoring, we don't have an answer to any of these. So uh, with Quiz Funnel and lead scoring combined, you can actually give weightages to your quiz answers, right? For instance, somebody uh, for me um, who comes to comes to me and says, um, I want my Quiz Funnel built. Somebody who says, I hate tech will get a higher weightage right. for that answer, right? And lower weightage is saying how important is um, lead magnet for you? No, I, I, if they're already on YouTube and they're doing tons of reels and all of that, they probably don't need Quiz Funnel as much. They probably they they could still grow their list, but it's not a big pain for them because they're all their list is already growing through other things, right? But somebody else who says I don't want to be on video, I don't like, um, I don't like dancing in reels. I, <laughs> I just I want to grow uh, my list by giving value, right? So if somebody answers that, and again, higher weightage to that answer. Yeah. Right. So that way, in my email list, when I map out these uh, with the quiz results, I know who my best customer, best potential. Uh, prospects are so what am I going to do with active CRM I can I can consistently get a report of who my best audience are and I can make sure I follow them on social I make sure I comment on their posts I make sure I talk to them on their dms right and if they reply I know to reply with reply to their emails with like with the bigger answers better answers and spend a little bit more time and maybe even do personal reach outs based on that okay right so there's fantastic things you could do with active campaign, especially if you have a Facebook group, you can capture answers from in there. And there's like tons of stuff you can score people based on uh, how they, how much they're engaging in your Facebook group and all of that. But quiz funnel and quiz answers are your most telling because you've designed it to get information from people. So when you use it for lead scoring, it converts your your monotonous list into people of hey, okay, these are the people, these are the 10 people who look like they're launching something soon. They are they are getting a lot of leads and their customers are asking to see their website. So they are probably thinking about building a website pretty soon. So then you yep. know these are the people I need
0: to follow up with. That's so helpful. I think really figuring out like those things and, and taking the time to set it all up, and then you know who to spend your time on instead of feeling like we're just talking to everybody and nobody
1: Mm -hmm. and that's most important especially for service providers when their time is limited because after marketing we actually have to do the client work as well yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's really quickly talk about uh any tips you have to kind of drive traffic to your quiz so that you can get in front of the right people um, in order to to really build this list because that's what we're trying to do Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. so the best way to drive traffic to your quiz number one is to have your quiz go back to the basics. have your quiz answer a very very significant pain point an expressed need a need that people are already aware of and they want to know right so once you have that um, some of the best places are to promote your lead magnet number one obviously you have your basics of you promote it in your email um, your email your newsletters you put it in your uh, link in bio in your instagram but one other really uh, a couple of other really good ways to do that is number one uh, promote it in your stories right so the way people do it is hey i have a quiz take it no you need to tell a story and you need to create that need for, with your audience before you're talking about your quiz fun so the way you would do it is like talk about hey uh, have your clients have 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 your clients and your potential prospects always wanted to ask uh, wanted to know what where your website is or when it would it be up? Or have you um, actually not applied for a couple of really good fit opportunities because you don't have a website yet? Do you feel like overwhelmed thinking, I don't even know the first thing about what kind of website I should build? If you answered yes to any of these, take this quiz. It's going to tell you exactly the type of website that you need to create. So you don't have to worry about Uh, You don't have to worry about what the next steps are, because once you take it and you have an answer, I'm going to give you an exact step by step follow up. So you don't have to worry about your website anymore. Done. Right. So what it does is you've you've instantly taken that worry away from you. Oh, God, if I take this quiz, I can stop thinking about this from now (laughs) because it's Samantha's problem now. Right. I've told her what I want. She's going to tell me what to do. And then I'm just going to follow what she says. Right, so IG stories are a fantastic way to promote your quiz uh, quiz funnel. The second place where most people are still not um, taking advantage of is LinkedIn stories. People are—we took a poll. There are a couple of uh, couple of uh, people in my network They took a poll on: Do you watch LinkedIn stories? If yes, um, how do you feel about it? Or if no, why do you not watch it anymore? And then, do you post stories? Right. So 90% of the respondents, they said, yeah, I watch LinkedIn stories, but it sucks because nobody's posting anything good. People are just promoting whatever. Remember the way we used to use stories when it came out in IG? We used to use it to promote our post. Right. The only stories would be like new post, go click on it and find out. That's all we used to use stories for. And they were boring. Uh, LinkedIn Uh, LinkedIn is there right now. A lot of people are looking at the stories, but not not even kind of close to enough people are creating good quality content on LinkedIn. And no matter if you are a service provider, no matter what your service is, no matter who you're helping, you need to be on LinkedIn. It's And, and on Instagram, whenever you post something, a story will live for a day. Yeah, you can put it on your highlights, but unless people are looking for something specific, they're not going to come and watch it. Your post will live for 24 hours. Right. And if it doesn't get an engagement, and doesn't get enough engagement in the first hour, it won't even live for 24 hours. Right. Facebook page, your post dies the th- from the second you post. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody's going to see it. You won't see it in your feed no. um, after that. Right. So your, your mom your, your, and my mom, who, who probably engages with all the content that I create, even she doesn't see it if I post something on my Facebook page. <laughs> right. It's, it's just algorithm is just geared that way yeah but on LinkedIn a post can live for up to a week depending on how much engagement it gets so you're really uh, it's worth it for you to create an original post and I don't mean take whatever you have posted on Instagram and post it on LinkedIn do not do that web uh, uh, social platforms are different their algorithm is different the way people consume content on that platform is different so you have to, you have to post original content on that platform, but the good news is you you can post it once a week and get away with it for now. Okay. Right. So definitely do that. And I'm not sure if, I don't know if you've done it, Samantha, but I'm, I do it and I'm noticing more and more people do that as well. When I follow somebody, when I feel like, Oh, this, some, this person has something very interesting things to say. And when I follow them on Instagram, I actually go to LinkedIn and see what they're saying on LinkedIn. I follow them on LinkedIn. I follow them on Twitter and I get on their email list because I want to know what they're saying. But most importantly, I want to consume their content in different formats. Right. Right. But the mistake we make is when we are cross posting, we post the same thing across all platforms. That does not add value to people. So you have to create original content for these platforms and it is not that difficult as it sounds. It's really, really simple. So that's another thing that I do. Maybe it's a conversation for another day. It's about creating original pieces of content for multiple platforms. It's not that easy. I have an easy framework which takes a thirty-minute conversation, and I'm 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 gonna actually do that for this podcast as well. So maybe we'll will um have our listeners maybe follow this up on um follow follow this episode up and just come check out our social platforms because we're gonna show them how we're gonna take this one podcast episode and promote it across different platforms with original content on all of them. And it can be done. So when you publish a quiz funnel, you actually want to do that. You want to promote it on all your social platforms. You can schedule tweets on Hootsuite. Um, you can schedule LinkedIn posts on Buffer. And there are platforms that support multiple social platforms as well. So you need to um, promote it on all of these different platforms with original content. Because right when it starts, because when your quiz is actually good, people will want to share it, which brings us to the second place. Once you deliver the results, you want to have as a part of your call to action is to share this with somebody who would get value from it. Share this with a friend. You want to have that as a call to action, because if your quiz is good, I know like copywriters are friends with other copywriters. Course creators are friends with other course creators. Website designers are friends with other website designers. That's just how it is, right? Because we learn with each other. So you want to ask them to share this with somebody. And it has to be a direct call to action to make it really easy for them to do so. Uh, Just one more thing that people often miss out is when you show them the result, give them something pretty that they can share on social. Okay that will send them. I took this quiz and this is what the quiz told me. And I'm really excited about it. She'll give them something pretty. They can share. If they can do that. It's going to, that's, that's when it clicks. And that's what leads to sometimes virality. When you make people, uh, make people really want to share it without you having to um, ask for it. outright.
0: Yeah. I think that's great advice. Um, that a lot of times we forget is to ask people to share and then give them a really easy way to do that. Um, and you're really only doing that work one time, but you exactly. see a lot of results from it. Exactly. All right. So um, let's wrap up talking about some quiz software. So is there a quiz software that you recommend that you like for people? Um, and then if you have multiples, like who might those be the right fit for?
1: Okay. So um, there are a lot of quiz platforms out there and you, and I have worked on a ton of them. But there are only two platforms that I personally recommend. Number one is Interact. Interact is really, really good for people who want their quizzes to look pretty. Because they have a ton of templates and uh, it's very user-friendly. Uh, your quizzes look pretty. You look, it, it would look the way you want it to look. And you can set it up that way. The second platform that I recommend is Outgrow. Outgrow is it can handle really complicated quiz funnels really well. And the best part about Outgrow is they have a fantastic customer service team that are very, very responsive. If you run into something, they're going to get on a call with you and they're going to help you troubleshoot it, just like your own team, um, uh, somebody you hired might actually do for you. Right? They're very responsive that way. These are the only two platforms I recommend. Uh, lead quizzes um, is good. Uh, bucket.io is good. All of them are good. But for if you want to get your money's worth, the two that I recommend are
0: definitely uh, Interact and Outcrow. All right, perfect. And I think explaining kind of who each is for is really helpful. So we know based on the type of quiz we we're making and what we need it to do, which software might work best. So as we wrap up today, we've covered a lot of with quizzes. Um, but if there's one thing you could recommend to a friend, business or not, what would that be?
1: I would say... Uh, Like read books, read books, especially books outside your field. Uh, Flow theory, I, I found flow theory because I wanted to streamline my personal life. I wanted to have better experiences. I want to live a better life. And that's how I found flow theory. And it just completely changed the way I do my business. A lot of what I do in marketing comes from the kind of books that I read that are completely different. Another thing, uh, for instance, now um, I recently watched Ride to Survive on Netflix, which is on Formula One Racing. And now I watch racing and I do that because those are people who operate on a very, very high level. They have to have incredible discipline, incredible incredible amount of practice to be able to do what they do really well, right? So the, try and get exposure outside your particular field because then you're going to get ideas that people in your field are not already doing. So you can come in with something completely different and stand out in your market. And really books, there are multiple ways you can do that, but books are the easiest way because people will take all of their years of experience, condense it and give it to you in the form of the book. And that can be, uh, that's all you will need to really read to understand how to do some amazing things that they have spent years working on.
0: All right. I love that advice. I think that's so helpful. We get caught up in our own little bubble so often and getting outside of that is helpful for so many reasons. All right. So where can people find and connect with you online? Uh, So
1: I am on Instagram uh, the most, but LinkedIn is my favorite platform. So um, I will put the link so you can search for E-S-A-I-R-S-E, E-S-A-I-A-R-A-S-I. Which is not something uh, you would instantly uh, understand or remember, but you can look for the link. I will send it to you, Samantha, put in the show notes, um, or you can uh, uh, you can come and talk to me on Instagram as Elysian.in, dot in, dot in elysian, which is like which is paradise in French, which is sort of what I want uh, business for me and my clients to feel like. So that's what my brand stands for. So you can come see me there. Uh, In terms of quiz funnels, if you want to learn more, there are three uh, specific, uh, the three resources that I recommend. Number one is uh, Shanti has, Shanti Zach has an amazing uh, course on quizzes and she's incredible. She works very closely with Interact and she has like a ton of, um, good resources. Even her free resources are amazing. Her disk framework is amazing for any for any beginner to create a quiz around. So definitely check her out, her course, if you want to do it yourself. Um, if you want done with you, then um, my client Alison Carpio has a VIP day on quizzes. So she will sit with you f- uh, for six hours. You will just have your quiz created from scratch, everything you need to do done in a day. And if you want completely done for me. Like, I don't want to think about it. I'll tell you, and you do all the research, you do all the quiz creation and implement. Obviously that's a service that we provide. We have an entire team. We have have about a team of four people right now, um, apart from like, except me. So there are four more people on my team. So we can get that done. And our speciality is VIP days. So we'll do a VIP day for your quiz creation and a VIP day for your quiz um, implementation. So there are no delays. And you get it quickly and you can immediately start collecting leads.
0: All right. Awesome. I will link to all of those things that we've talked about and the people in the show notes so people can check that out and really figure out what kind of quiz is going to work for them and how they can start using this in their business. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.